1: A win for the Oklahoma City Thunder over the Golden State Warriors Josh Giddy dropped 17 assists why this win was monumental for the Oklahoma City Thunder
0: you are Locked On Thunder your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day
1: Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, meeting member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, Pod at gmail.com. On today's show, the Oklahoma City Thunder get one of their more impressive wins of the season as Josh Giddy. Drops a career high in assists. J. Will drops a career high in points. And SGA leads the way with confidence. We'll talk about this game and how this win was monumental for this team. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder Basketball. We start the way we always do with our game overview. Jalen Williams, J-Dub, out in this game, is also going to be out for the game against the Suns tonight with a wrist sprain. Again, we saw this injury actually take place on the court, for those of you that want to freak out. He suffered a wrist sprain on Sunday uh, and will not travel to Phoenix. SGA is also out tomorrow against Phoenix and will not travel to Phoenix, and though that's just part of them managing his back-to-backs. Now, again, if this was October, SGA wouldn't be playing at all. So it's better that they're being able to manage this than him just not playing at all. Because the only remedy for this this abdominal strain is rest. Uh, Chet Holmgren, uh, Kenny House, Pukashevsky, all out. So the Thunder start out with SGA, Giddy, Dort, Wiggins, and J. Will, and they get their third straight win after two big wins at home over the Jazz. The Thunder looked at this double, uh, you know, back to back set, and it looked too tough to overcome. The Thunder have lost eight straight to the Warriors entering tonight. The Thunder look to go to Phoenix tomorrow, which is a very tough team hitting their stride and have not lost since they traded for Kevin Durant. The Warriors are a hungry team that wants this win for the standings and a team that is a title team when everything's clicking. The Thunder do not have their second best player this season in Jalen Williams. They're of course without Kenneth Williams, who's out for the season, who's their best rotational player. And, that's not to mention Chet Holmgren, who has also not played for this team all year. Uh, and Pokoshevsky's out as well. I'm not, I'm not in the mood to bicker back and forth if um a good piece or not. If you've watched this team, you know uh, that he has provided value in, on some nights uh, for this team. So, nonetheless, I say all that to say, Oklahoma City did not have two of their best players that have played this season, plus Chet Holmgren, who has not played this season, so I kind of uh, you know, am indifferent about adding him to the conversation, but still, no Chet Holmgren either, which is just going to make this future even brighter. And the Warriors had Poole, Steph, Clay and Draymond. Like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green should have been enough to beat the second youngest team in NBA history, the youngest team this season. Don't give me this whole, oh, the Warriors are a bad road team. The Warriors played down to their competition. The Warriors were locked in. They were, they were reenacting the Steph Curry shot the night before, and the Warriors played well. Steph Curry had 40 points tonight. The Warriors went on multiple runs where it felt like, and and we even wrote in the notes, it felt like this young team could not overcome the punches that the Warriors were throwing. They threw a punch in the second quarter whenever they took the lead in the second quarter. And then the Thunder regained the lead before halftime. They threw a punch to start the third quarter, and the Thunder regained the lead. They threw such a punch in the fourth quarter that Mark called the timeout a minute into the frame. The Warriors went on multiple runs where it looked like at any given second this young Thunder team, without these key pieces, was going to fold. But they didn't. The Thunder won this game. So save me the whole Warriors are bad on the road. Save me the... This is a team that nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to see the Warriors in the postseason because of how lethal this, this team is. And they got a great game from a all-time great player and the second youngest team in NBA history... Beat them. If that doesn't show you how promising this core is, I don't know what will. Because they didn't have the full core. They had Josh Giddy, They had FGA. And, and other guys played well. They, you know, Usman Jang was incredible. We'll talk about him coming up. Jay will was awesome. Sarich was awesome like, this core is going to be SGA. It's going to be Josh Giddy, It's going to be J-Dub. It's going to be Chet Holmgren, and as well as those other guys. But you're missing two of your best four players, plus a mountain of draft picks. Who knows what that can turn into? Who knows what the salary cap can turn into? But even within the constructs of this team, if you were to rank players for this individual season, J-Dub and Kenneth Williams, they rank in the top six of players on this team. And that's being generous. We could really go uh, in a smaller list than that. You were that two of your six best players, and you knocked off the Warriors for the first time in, in eight tries. A, a game that saw six lead changes. A game that saw seven tied. A game that saw the Warriors lead by four points, which is massive considering the swing that they had. Like, remember, remember, even though that four-point number does not look anywhere near the number of OKC, which once led by 15, to get to that four-point lead, they were once down 12. That's a massive swing, a massive avalanche by this great Warriors team that this young Thunder team was able to absorb. This young Thunder core is going to be elite. There's there's not really any ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because they're already playing at this level, no matter the adversity that they face. You come into this season expecting, okay, they're going to win 20 games, as John Hollander famously said. 20 games. Then, then they're a nice upstart story where they're they're on fire in December. They're on fire in January. And then post All-Star break, they lose five straight. They're supposed to tank. And in between all those facts, you lose Chet Holmgren for the year in August you lose Kiddish Williams for the season, Pokashevsky's missed extended time, Jeremiah Robichnero's missed extended time, to where now, when he comes back from injury, he does not look anywhere near the, like, the same player. SGA's missed games, you know, on that five-year losing streak, but also games where you've won without SGA. You've won games where SGA didn't have it or wasn't there. you won games where Josh Gede doesn't have it or wasn't there. You've now won games where J-Dub wasn't there. Like, no matter what, the NBA world throws at this team, they're able to handle it. They've not even gotten to the smooth sailing part yet. Like they've not even gotten to the good times where they have Chet, where they have all four guys plus whatever else is added to the score. Plus then, you know, I don't say that to exclude like, you know, a, a Usman Jang or Jay Will or whoever from the core. I'm just saying like, if you, if you push those guys further down the core it just heightens their game even more because they're only asked to play their role and they can actually play their role incredibly well. So, like, it's just insane what this team is able to accomplish. And and you can listen to this first eight minutes and and say, oh, way too positive or a sunshine pumper. What would you like there to be an argument about? What would you like there to be anything negative about? The Thunder have... Rose to the occasion. And if they ever do something that deserves criticism, we'll all be willing to give it to them. But as of right now, how could you stray from how great this all looks? This young team is poised for a run that even this spoiled fan base who has watched Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, like, I don't know if if it's possibly be better than that run, but, but if there ever would be a scenario that can get better than that run, It would be what's in front of the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, which is just unheard of for a small market and deserves a lot of positive attention. This Thunder team currently sits tied for a play-in spot at 31-34. and This Thunder team beat the Golden State Warriors in a night where Steph Curry had 40 points and you didn't have two of your best, you know, rewards for the rebuild. And how monumental the win this was, is it's your third straight win, and you're staring down the barrel, okay, like entering this game, you get the news that SGA and Jada will not play tomorrow against Phoenix, plus it's a back-to-back and a home road back to back. You've already mentally put that down as a schedule loss. The Pelicans have had your number to this point in the year, and you're gonna go on the road to New Orleans on the first night of a back-to-back in New Orleans, you know. That that could very well be a loss. To where if you lost this game, that'd be three straight losses to where it would. It would, not in the season, but it would be completely different. Even just getting the singular win, even if you lose these next two, this singular win does so much for you. And it was how you got this win. It was because Josh Giddy dropped 17 assists. It was because SGA truly did lead this team. Those moments where things got shaky and things looked like, ah, this young team is doing young team stuff where they're just not going to be able to handle the experience, and the counterpunch from Golden State. It was SGA who hit tough shots. It was SGA who picked his guys up after they made mistakes. It was SGA who was able to, to power through this and get this win over Golden State. This game felt like a marathon. This game was exhausting. And when the Warriors can make a game feel exhausting, they usually win. But they didn't win tonight. They didn't win in Oklahoma City. They didn't win against the second youngest team in NBA history. And now the Thunder are tied for a play-in spot. They go into Phoenix tomorrow and then they have a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday with the Pelicans and the Spurs. Everything is in front of this Thunder team. And while I don't know how this game will how this season will end, No matter how it does, either in the play-in or the playoffs or the lottery, whatever happens, it doesn't matter. These games are tangible products that you can take in development. Development does not mean that you just lose every game. Like, development means you play the champs, you play this dynasty that we've hardly seen before in sports history, you play guys like Steph Curry down to the wire and overcome it and win. And you can take those lessons of how you won them and implement them into the rest of your career, the rest of your, your, you know, season, the rest of your whatever. I'll tie it up like this before we dive into individual performances. If this is how these guys are going to play in big games then you add in the production level that we expect j to have in big games, that we expect Chet Holmgren to have in big games, then there should be no more people on the, on the reservation of what the Thunder are going to do. To even keep this game close, given all the adversity, is amazing. To win it and overcome those punches by Golden State is incredible. It's unbelievable. Expect the unexpected with OKC that's probably the best note to end it on is if this is how they play in big night in, in big moments and in, in, in big matches and big games and big nights the sky is the limit for what this team can accomplish especially as they get healthier and healthier and healthier especially as they add to their core the thunder have been dealt a bad hand this year but you wouldn't know it because they fought through adversity so well We'll talk about Josh Giddy. We'll talk about SGA. We'll talk about this team more coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, got a good friends over at the Ultimate GM. Folks, I'm really geeked out about our new partner and sponsor for today's episode. It's the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming Sam Preston, an NBA GM, and managing a basketball franchise, your dream can finally come true with this game. It is Definitely for you, if that's the case, manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coach and assistants, for trading and training players, for making draft picks, for navigating your franchise through free agency, through the draft, the ups and downs and the turmoil of a season. All this in a challenging but realistic game uh, and in this kind of world of ultimate Pro Basketball GM. It's completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. Folks, I'll tell you right now, we got this new sponsorship and we started a lockdown league and we're all addicted to it. The productivity in the lockdown headquarters gone down a little bit just because we're all laser focused on playing ultimate pro basketball GM. It's that addicting. It's that fun. So check it out today. Make sure that you go and, and, and have some fun because Lockdown Thunder listeners can get a 100% free boost in their franchise whenever you're using promo code locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, go visit probasketballgm.com and scan the code or just look it up in your app store. That's probasketballgm.com or look it up in your app store on Pro Basketball GM. So check it out today. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Every single morning, every single day, we're here for you. Talking Thunder basketball. For your next lesson, please check out the Game to Game podcast to recap the night before in the association. But right now, let's talk Josh Giddey. 17 points. 17 assists, 11 rebounds, another triple-double in the young career of Josh Giddey. For the turnover crowd, he had three turnovers. While dishing out 17 assists, 17 points, and 11 rebounds. And one of those turnovers was just a silly airmailed pass to Isaiah Joe at the end of the game. Like, in the flow of the actual game, two two, two turnovers. One for four from three, four for four at the line, 54% from the floor the tough spinning layup, the strong downhill finishes, which led to him getting to the line more, obviously four is still um, not, a, not a crazy number, but like it's usually zero for Josh Kiddie. So getting there, giving their back-to-back times to start the second half was incredible. All of that was so good. But the passes that he was able to make from whipping the pass from one side of the court to the other, from scrapping for that rebound to somehow find SGA on the cut, which I still do not know how he saw that window to get the ball between the defenders off of an offensive rebound back below the basket at the baseline to somehow get it over and whipped over to SGA, cutting down the lane. It's just insane. He manipulates the defense. He dictates the defense. And he puts you at such a disadvantage defensively. And a lot of these assists came in the flow of a half-court game. And Mark talked. Mark preached on that after the game. Where like, prior to this night... A lot of his assists came in the flow of, like, fast breaks. But tonight, it was him orchestrating an offense, driving kicks, driving dishes uh, for Josh Giddy. And one way that he was so lethal is in the post. Because when he'd post up Jordan Poole, that's not a matchup the Warriors want. But you know what else is not a matchup the Warriors want? Whenever the Warriors send a double team. Because Josh Giddy is an elite passer. Yes, elite passer. So when you send the double, he's able to to know where the double came from, who's open, and get the guy get get the ball to the open guy. Or in one case, which was a, which was a great play, didn't end in, in points, but like this is something that can actually uh, add up down the line. When you send that double, he kicked the ball across the court to SGA. Well, guess who switched on to SGA at that point? Pool. So now your most lethal ISO scorer in SGA is now matched up with Jordan Poole, a below average defender. Like, he's able to either find the open man or at least find a, a advantageous switch for OKC when you double him. And if you don't double him, well, he can take advantage of pool in the post or a pool version of a defender in the post. Josh Giddy in the last four games has been incredible. Josh Giddy has had a really good sophomore season. People have really... Rode the roller coaster a little bit too much on Josh Giddy, this this up and down and gotten way too low on a twenty year old. Josh Giddy has checked all the boxes in here too. Is he perfect? No. No player's perfect. But goodness, for a twenty year old, you really like him on your team. He's been awesome. In the last four games, he was awesome tonight. Now here's the thing. There's no J dub tomorrow. There's no shade tomorrow. It comes down to Josh Skiddy, and this will be another test in development. It, it and, and, and do not hear anything different. A test in development is not make or break or, or a test that can't be changed. You're going to get a retake if you want one. But tomorrow's a test of, like, can you stack back-to-back days of this? Can you stack back-to-back days of highly impactful basketball, of being a catalyst for the offense, of being the guy on the floor. Like, Josh Giddy was the best player on the floor tonight for OKC. Can you do that again in less than 24 hours? With traveling, with no one there by your side, you know, in the sense of, like, it's all on you. You don't have the safety valve of SGA. You don't have the safety valve of J-Dub. It's all on you. And, again, he might pass this test with flying colors. He might struggle a bit. It doesn't really matter. It's just an area of like whenever they talk about development in this season, I think that we get lost in like when they say those buzzwords of like this season's about development, this season's about finding out different things. That doesn't mean that the season's about throwing away every single game or losing every single game or doing something totally wacky. It's about, hey, we're putting Josh Gideon in a position where he's the guy tomorrow. He's the guy against the Suns. What's he going to do with it? How can we course correct if it goes wrong? How can we maintain that long-term if it goes right? And we'll see. We'll see what happens to the Suns. Like, he's going to be the guy against the Suns, and I cannot wait to see what it looks like. I cannot wait to see how he carries the momentum of these four games into Phoenix. SGA, 36 minutes, 33 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals. Went 3 for 4 from the line. Did not take a free throw until the 7.06 mark in the third quarter. And uh, Mark was not happy with the officials in this one. SGA was not happy with the officials in this one. But the Thunder still got the win. If you needed a, a sign that SGA can still be effective as a score without getting free throws, here it is. Four free throws tonight. Missed one of them. Still shot 58% from the floor. Still hit tough mid-range shots. Still scored 30 points, scored 33 got six assists three rebounds that three in transition where he skips down the floor that is an, an example of leading with confidence of leading with swag of of signaling to this young team hey we're not scared of them they've got the rings they've got the all-time players they've got the eight game winning streak but we're the thunder and and we're gonna and we deserve to be on this floor. He was that steadying hand of like, yeah, okay, they punch us in the mouth. Let's punch them back. Move on. He was the guy that kind of led them through those shaky times. He had some great passes as well. Like, that pass to Wiggins was incredible. He's an elite mid-range player. We already knew that. But the pump fake step-through move is one of my favorite Shea moves. Like, we all fell in love with that scoop layup in his first year in OKC but the pump through you know the the, the pump fake step through ah oh, it's just it's just awesome to watch it truly is awesome to watch and speaking of the young core we're going to talk about Usman Jang we're going to talk about J-Will. let's even throw in Dario Sarge here too coming up but first I want to tell you right now but good friends over at Fanduel folks fanduel is awesome fanduel is where you want to be at Because it's America's number one sports book, FanDuel, and it's the midway point of the NBA season, so there's no better time to jump in right now and download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not hit. Just download the FanDuel app, and it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers drained to the spread, anything that you want to bet on. And FanDuel... Let you combine bets for a bigger chance to win a bigger payout on the same game parlay. So do not miss this chance at a no sweat first bet to $1,000 on bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash lockdown. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of lockdown and the NBA. You can bet on tonight's game against the Suns with the Thunder being 13 and a half point underdogs in this game. Remember, no SGA, no j but 13 and a half point underdogs in Phoenix in this game, according to FanDuel. So go bet on that as you wish at FanDuel.
0: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact.
1: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Usman Jang, simply amazing in his minutes. Like, like this is what people have been talking about with Usman Jang. Whenever I talk to Cam Woods, talk to Aaron Wiggins, I talk to Robert Woodard. Like, No matter who I talk to, they've all been pointing out how much better he's looked aggressively, how much better he's looked uh, playing with offensive force. And in 19 minutes, he scored 11 points, including 8 points in the first quarter. He had that sidestep 3 at the buzzer uh, to beat the buzzer for for a bucket. Two steals, five rebounds. He ripped the ball away from Steph Curry for one of those steals. He had a very good closeout of, of a Steph Curry step back, which was exceptional for a rookie. Now, Curry did get him, uh, especially on a blow-by to the rim. But overall, Usman Jang did a great job defensively on Steph Curry as a rookie. That's all you can ask for, for for. for Defending Curry at any point is incredibly difficult. To have two good possessions on Curry is awesome for anyone, much less a rookie. But over the last three three or so games, you know, two games for certain, Usman James played with, with much more aggression, with much more um, of a sense of purpose on the court, more comfortability, more whatever you'd like to call it. I, 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 would, I would use comfortability as like the best way to describe it. Uh, of just like being more sure of what to do on the floor and how to play the floor uh, with these guys. Uh, it, it's been awesome to see Usman Jang look so good over those last couple of games. And then my guy, Jay Will. This was the game where Jay Will put in the box score what he's been putting on the floor. Like now the box score matches the eye test with J. Will in this one. 15 points. Six rebounds, two assists, a steal. Set some nasty, massive screens. Uh, a couple baseline jumpers. One off the inbound, which was which was great. Another one came from a flyby. Got, you know, got a shot fake, flyby defender, dribbles in, takes a takes a long two uh, instead of a three because you know he was able to relocate. Three for five from three. Let off the game with a three, and then hit timely threes to interject his team, which was awesome. Sixty percent from the floor. Uh, he drew a charge, which was one of four. Offensive fouls in the Warriors. So for everyone who freaks out in the Warriors not getting offensive fouls, the Thunder drew four offensive fouls in Bolton State. And that charge led to an SGA dunk, which led to a 9-2 run, which caused the Warriors' timeout. That run eventually expanded to 11-2. But a 9-2 run at the time of the Warriors' timeout after the charge and slam. Like, Jay will just does things to energize this team and to put this team in a better position to win games. Wiggins was awesome, 13 points, four rebounds, a steal, a block, great transition defense. Like there was a three-on-one where Wiggins faked like he was going to sink down to the elbow, but then sprinted out to, to to shut down the transition three. That forced two additional passes, one pass to the slot, one pass down low to Draymond. Draymond then, by that time, Josh Giddey had enough time to get down to Draymond. So Draymond then, it feels unexpected pressure from Josh Giddey, shuffles the feet, traveling, no bucket on the three-on-one. And that's all set up by Wiggins. Wiggins was awesome. Dort, I think, deserves credit because he made some questionable, terrible decisions in this game that I talked about on Twitter. Got into foul trouble, but was able to overcome that. Snap and clear, and then played big down the stretch with his with his free throws. Went eight for eight from the line, uh, including a couple massive ones that could have swung the game if he would have missed them. Uh, and played good defense on the stretch, even with foul trouble. So, like that in and of itself is a good is a good example of development or, or or of what to expect from him down the stretch you know or or, or you know for the rest of his career because we've talked at nauseum of how this is not the offensive role he should be in like he should be continue to be pushed down and down and down the ladder of decision makers and like offensive threats for the thunder so with that being said that caveat out there the fact that he was able to have a bad game in the sense of like he messed up three plays in a row like made two bad decisions set an illegal screen got a fifth foul, like you know, he gave away two offensive fouls, I think, of his five fouls. Doing all that, but still being able to go to the bench, regroup, come back in and make a huge impact, you know, in a winning impact, I think is important to note for any player. But it just shows the however you want to phrase it, mental fortitude to to overcome a a bad start and still have a really good impact in the end. Isaiah Joe hit a shot from Curry Range, which is the exclamation point on this win. Lindy Waters also deserves a shout-out. Seven points in six minutes. Uh, really good from Lindy Waters in a game where you need every bucket to beat the Warriors. You need every bucket to beat the Warriors. Uh, MVP this game, Josh Kitty I think that Josh Kiddie was the best player on the floor for OKC. SGA, of course, can get this award every single night, but, like, Josh Kiddie was so, so, so good. Uh, up next, Thursday, we're going to recap the Suns game. Friday, Mavs draft will join us to talk about the draft. And then Sunday, you'll get a Pelicans recap. And Monday, a Spurs recap. So a lot going on. Another back-to-back after tonight's game. So be on the lookout for that. Subscribe on YouTube wherever you get your podcast from. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryland And until tomorrow, be good. And be good to one another.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.